listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. Welcome in. Welcome in to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Hope you're all well. 5th of June, lovely Tuesday evening here in sunny Scotland. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate you tuning in. Hope you're enjoying the My Team, My Thoughts segments. Uh, we've got a very packed show for you today, very big show for you today. We've got uh, It's very much a Titans theme. We have Paul Stacey coming on uh, talking to us about the Tennessee Titans, which was the postponement last week uh, after our no-show. So really appreciate him coming on. But just before we, we do that, just to give you a bit of an outlook uh, to the next couple of podcasts, we will be doing... We'll be having the bearded twits on uh, tomorrow. Probably post that up on Thursday. We'll be talking a bit of uh, dolphins and a bit of giant. Um, and we'll also be looking at teams that are trending up and down going into the 2018 season. Next week, we will be having uh, Luke Campbell, uh, a friend of Paul Stacey, actually today's guest. Um, and we're going to be talking about the Chicago Bears, who obviously have had a lot of change as well. Uh, in, in the off-season, similar to the Titans. And looking a bit further afield, we'll also have uh, Neil Elliott, um, who has a who runs a, an NFL UK, uh, NFL UK fans Facebook page. Um, we'll be talking about the Seahawks with him. So all you bandwagoners can, Seahawks fans from a couple of years ago, can, can, tune, can tune in and listen to that. Although I've just insulted you, so you probably actually won't. Just want to say again, obviously I mentioned it in the, on the last podcast, but Hail Mary Hits, uh, if you don't know who they are, they are a company looking to reinvest money back into the grassroots game uh, in American football in this country. So if you want to head over to their Twitter, I think it's at, full, uh, at Hail Mary Hits and their Facebook page as well. It's a very, very good cause. And so if you want to see better football over on these shores, they are certainly a, a company there, a not-for-profit company that are, are looking to, to help do that. But we know why you're here. We want you. You want to hear about the my teams, my thoughts segment, and you want to hear about the Tennessee Titans. So I have my Chris Johnson top on, ready and raring to go. So let's get into it. Okay, so it's that time of the week where we bring a guest on to talk about their team. It's uh, hashtag my team, my thoughts. And the second attempt at this one uh, after the no show last week, but I'm delighted to say that we managed to find a, a quick replacement through a friend of a friend. And Paul Stacey joins us on the line now, and we're going to try and do the Tennessee Titans. Paul, how are you doing? I'm fine, mate. How are you? Yeah, we're very well. I've got me, I've got my Chris Johnson shirt on, just especially for the podcast. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm wearing my personalised Titans shirt. Very nice. Is it Stacey on the back? Stacey on the back, number 34, which is my daughter's birthday. Well, very nice. Didn't, um, talking to Stacey, didn't Zach Stacey's play for the Titans at some point? Or was that the Rams? No, that was the Rams. That was the Rams, yeah. No, Rams and the Eagles, I think? Yeah, I think something. something he, he didn't, well, <laughs> he didn't last very long, did he? So. And he was no E. No, well, no, exactly. No. Uh, it's just, it just comes to my mind as, uh, as you said, you had Stacey on the back. I was like, oh, hang on a minute. I remember that really bad running back, Zach Stacey. But, um,. <laughs> <laughs> So, Paul, Paul, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, such short notice as well. Um, obviously, yeah, Tennessee Titans. So, what we normally do on the show is if you just want to get us, tell, tell the, the, the listeners what your background is in the NFL, how you got into it, and how you got to the Tennessee Titans. Um, and, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. Okay. Well, I 
started watching American football in 1982 with the um, Super Bowl highlights of Super Bowl 16, which is the Niners-Bengals. <laughs> nice. Um, Before I was born, I, so I, I can't recall that one. <laughs> you may be a little young for that. Yeah, only just, only just. I um, then Channel Four kicked off, and we were lucky enough on the island to to live just under the, the TV transmitter. Oh, very so nice. So our Channel Four was perfect from the off. <laughs> Lovely. Most people's wasn't, and so I was one of the first watching the football from there. How I got into it? Well, you remember the Coke advert with Mean Joe Green? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. I saw that in the, in, must have been 81, 82, um, and I thought, oh, that's a big bloke in shoulder pads, what's that all about? Yeah. Then I saw World of Sport, um, and it was just like, oh, and I've always been a big kid, I've always been a big man, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a large gentleman, and I thought, oh, there's a sport for fat guys. <laughs> and I know it sounds funny, but that's what it went through my 11-year-old head, my 12-year-old head. And um, just fell in love with it. It was something different. And I've always been into whatever's different. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, between that and uh, listening to the music I listened to, which was in those days was early days of hip-hop. Yeah. Um, and that, that sort of it just took over my life completely. But I didn't choose a team until 1986. Okay, so I was I was born at that point, so that's fine. So, <laughs> what made you choose the, the Titans? Well, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm I was heavily into um, uh, hip hop at the time, and I was looking around, which was predominantly uh, a black music at the time. Yep. And I I thought, well, let's have a look for a black quarterback. There were only two. <laughs> there was there were the you could have the Philadelphia Eagles with Randall Cunningham. Yep. Or the Tennessee, or the then Houston Oilers with yeah. Warren Moon. Yeah, Warren Moon, and yeah. I looked for them because their kit was just to die for. <laughs> that's a, that's quite a strange segue into choosing a team to, uh, to the way you went there. But yeah, no, I've certainly heard stranger. So, uh, so it, with your rich uh, history of knowledge of Tennessee Titans, so I, I suppose you've got a few favourites and a few low moments of, of, of following the Titans. Helicopter catch from Ernest Givens um, in against the Raiders in well, must have been '87, which was made famous in a Dire Straits video. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Walk of Life, isn't it? That's the one. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love that video. I love that video. Uh, that along with um, winning the AFC Championship game in 1999, um, and um, oh. Probably the um, excuse me. <clears throat> probably the uh, win over the um, Chiefs this year. Yeah, that was that, that was a that, that was a lovely time. Yeah, and especially that uh, that throw to the throw to the Mark Marcus's throw to touchdown for himself. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, running in. Um, yes, because as I say, obviously yeah, that leads us back in uh, nicely into obviously last season, but. As a whole, the Titans haven't had really too much to shout about over the last couple of years, certainly since I've been following it. And like I said, I said to the uh, to the Jacksonville 
fellow that was on last week, Aaron, I said the Tennessee Titans aren't really a team that I've I've closely followed, and I'm, I'm sure there'll probably be teams that you have that you don't really know much about um, or really follow as much as obviously your Titans. But the Titans aren't, haven't really had much to shout about and or you know to have much exposure to necessarily people over here, I suppose, because obviously the, there's you know the Dolphins of Dan Marino and quite a lot of people over here are Dolphins fans because of what the Dolphins have done. But the you know, Titans really can't shout about that kind of stuff. So I suppose that I, I did wonder if last season's uh, playoff win, uh, also, whilst could be a springboard onto better things this season, which we'll get onto, but, you know, because it, it, it's been so such a slim slim pickings for, for the Titans, I, I did wonder if you would choose the uh, playoff win last season. Yeah, well, the, the, there have been quite a few because we've, we, we've been there or thereabouts. We spent... The early 80s, we spent in the doldrums. Um, Adams ran the team into the ground for some reason, just couldn't find the right head coach. Um, then Jack Pardee took over and uh, things looked up. Um, and then we made the biggest mistake ever. And 17 years of hurt with Jeff Fisher, <laughs> who I absolutely detested from the off. There's only one head coach in our history that I hate even more than Jeff Fisher, and that was Mike Malarkey. Oh dear, oh dear. Well, this is, well <laughs> I say we'll, we'll get onto the off season uh, in in a bit, but yeah, I mean, uh, Jeff Fisher obviously uh, more recently be the Rams. What, what's, what's his nickname? Is it like Mister Six and uh, Mister Six and Ten or Mister Seven and Nine or something? Is that something Mr. like that? Mister Seven and Nine. Yeah, Mister Seven and Nine. That's it. Yeah. yeah. He's just. He's, oh, I mean. And, and, and we, although we 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 didn't have that many. Um, Winning seasons during his tenure, so. Well, I don't think he's had many, many at all, to be quite honest. So, uh, yeah. just, uh, just to, on the point of Jeff Fisher, it just shows you what how how bad a coach he's been to, you know, having Sam Bradford and having all those quarterbacks that he had in in uh, in St Louis at the time, obviously, to go on and, and do what they have done. It just shows you what kind of a how bad a coach he is. Yeah, yeah, I I <clears throat> I really didn't like him to start with. Um, he was a, a just a, a terrible coach, and as you say, when he when he, he, when they moved to LA that first year, having the talented quarterback he had, I mean, they had just they loved they they got rid of Nick Foles yeah. just before they got there, yeah, and that left them with Case Keenum, who turned out to be quite good, yeah, and and and, um, and the, the the current quarterback there, whose name is just Jared Jared Goff. Yeah, Jared Goff. What a talent. Yeah. Um, mm. Not not totally certain he's as as good as Carson Wentz, who was taking the same uh, same sort of time but mm. as him. But well, time will tell on those two, I guess. Well, yeah. No, certainly the the thing that that, that springs to mind, obviously, last season he played out of his skin, and I don't, I don't know if you played fantasy pool, but he was one that I was quite high on at quarterback position late in rounds. But obviously, his first season just looked absolutely appalling, just like a, a fish out of water and. Yeah, the, the the opposites of those two years is, is quite mesmerising, really. But it'd be interesting. I, you'll, probably, you'll probably regress maybe a tiny bit back to the to the mean um, of of those two. But certainly, he's a, a better than average quarterback. Well, yeah, and his I suppose his biggest problem and the, the reason he's going to regress is that his ace is is uh, OC is now in Tennessee. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's a great, very much a great segue. We're not here to talk about the Rams. Obviously, we're here to talk about Titans. So, yeah, like I say, last season nine and seven division. Uh, beating the Chiefs in the wildcard rounds, but uh, ultimately losing to the uh, Patriots in the divisional uh, round. There, Did, how 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 would you 
how, how would you describe Tennessee's season last season? Was it a bit of an overachievement, or you know, was it from from your point of view? Obviously, you didn't like Mike Malarkey. But how how did you you feel that the season panned out for you guys? Well, the opening six weeks were a roller coaster ride. Yeah. really were. Uh, the loss to the Raven, the loss to the Raiders. Yeah. Um, then the the two wins over the Jags and the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, Jags away and. And, and Seahawks at home. Yeah, that was a that was a bit of a roller coaster ride. Then to lose to the Dolphins was a bit embarrassing. Yeah, my daughter is a Dolphins fan, so oh, um, and she's only six, but she did the, she took the Michael a lot. <laughs> is that because um, is that because they have nice they wear nice nice uniforms, or she, she or she likes Dolphins? And she makes the noise. She makes the noise. Oh, okay, that. yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, and the the the, the Colts the win on the win at the Colts was handy. The the Browns game was a. Com- I have to admit, I was embarrassed over that one. Yeah, that was that was a funny game. That one. That was when the the Browns decided to go for it on like fourth and goal or something, and they could have kicked a field goal to take the lead. Was that is that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. And, and I I was just so embarrassed. However, the season turned completely around after that. With uh, uh, wins over the Ravens and the, the Bengals, um, beating the Colts again was always nice. <laughs> The loose loss of the Cardinals was a bit of an iffy one, so was the Niners. Took the Rams close. Yeah. And yeah, we overachieved in a in a really large way. Yeah. Yeah, and is that is that down to the the coaching or the, obviously the play, players last season? So Tennessee don't have a, a stellar cast of players and never really have. And obviously Mariota went back into his shell a little bit and wasn't helped by the coaching uh, the backroom staff there. But Corey Davis obviously was was injured um, and obviously. They'd look, the Titans will look to him to to step up next season. Delaney Walker's obviously getting on. Uh, Rashad Matthews uh, performed admirably. Um, obviously, no more DeMarco Murray. Uh, Derek Henry is obviously going to be joined now by obviously Dion Lewis. But yeah, did you, did you put last season's overachievement? What would you put the yeah, overachievement down to? Um, sheer player power over bad coaching. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose as well the the AFC and the AFC South, I suppose, was actually pretty weak last year as well. Um, in my opinion, really, that's the, the, the that would be the number two defense in the league with the Jaguars. Yeah. Number three defense in the league with the Texans. Are they really that weak? Did you? Well, I don't think so. Uh, no, that's, no, that's fair. That's fair. So the the two Titans games were um, Deshaun Deshaun Watson was he playing in either of those? They played in the first one, didn't he? He, he played in the first one. That's why when they got one. Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but you see, Watson, we we have a division where we have two, one of the best quarterbacks in the league in um, Andrew Luck. Yeah. Um, and the other quarterbacks, uh, the, the Jaguars are, are a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl winning team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, the Texans with Deshaun Watson are a powerful, powerful team yeah. who will probably get found out this year because we've got some tape on Watson now. Yeah. And I, I, I think we'll be some people will be able to work him out. Yeah. He makes great reads, but can he keep that up? That's <clears throat> I mean, we've seen great quarterbacks come out of college, read brilliantly, play great for three or four years, and then disappear because people know yeah. they found them out. Yeah, yeah, and I say he's he 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 could certainly be following the footsteps of like RG three. I know obviously he had injuries and that, but like sort of only recently, obviously the read option stuff and the running the more but more mobile quarterbacks. Once 
they've kind of been had one or two years tape on them. They, they, they you know, Colin Kaepernick's another example that they just struggled to keep to, to keep the wheels churning. There's there's a man you should probably keep me away from. Oh. I, I I don't rate Colin Kaepernick at all. Okay, no, that's fair. Um, <clears throat> mainly because he's a one-trick pony, very much like RG3. Yeah. And all this all this stuff about him not being able to get back into the NFL because of what he did as a protest is just BS, <laughs> in my opinion. It's, yeah, he, he's no. not a very good player. No, that's fair. No, I, I certainly agree he's a one-trick pony. And I say, like, he had the first season he came in, I remember him tearing the Packers a new one in the... Uh, in the playoffs, and but obviously yeah, second and third season, as 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 time went on and they got more uh, more tape on 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 Kaepernick, obviously he started to struggle a bit more, and obviously you know yeah the protest stuff yeah. is is the protest stuff, but um yeah so like so for me how did how did you rate the the, the defense of the Titans last year? Because I, I know they were they a bit depleted at, at points, or I know at the back end, or there was a certain aspect of the the defense that kind of let you down a little bit, maybe. Well, Would you disagree? our secondary sucked. Yeah, that was, yeah. Se- yeah. <laughs> Without swearing, that's what we did. <laughs> um, our front seven is it's quite good. I mean, um, you, you've got, um, as, I, as I completely forget all of our players' names, uh, Jarrell Casey, Brian Arakpo, uh, Derek Morgan. These are perennial Pro Bowl players, they're in the top 100 every year, voted in by their, by, by their brethren, their players. Yeah. Um, they're, not, they're not that bad. However, the moment you move into the secondary, yeah. we've got one good player. Yeah. Um, we're, we, we haven't exactly um, lit that... We, we, we've got two good players in the secondary. I mean, we've got a player who led the league in interceptions for a little while so yeah um but then outside of that our our defense did suck yeah and we filled two of the three holes we had yeah so yeah that's nice that's a nice segue into obviously the off season and the, and the draft so yeah. um demarco murray obviously out Dion, the two two uh, new england patriots coming over Dion lewis obviously running back and malcolm butler what did you think of the malcolm butler signing then for the secondary uh that is a fantastic signing um, falling out with Belichick is not a reason to lose a player, but there we go. That's what they do. Yeah. Um, we we all of a sudden we've got I think we've got three or four expatriates. If you count if you count uh, Brabel, we've yep. got four, four expatriates on our team, so we've become New England South. <laughs> yeah, very. I, I, I don't care about that. No, no. Hey, they they've won a few games, so you know. Anyway. They'll, they'll, they'll definitely come and help. Uh, the Dion Lewis signing was the most exciting for me. Yeah, okay. and, and any, any particular reason? Obviously, he's, he's an upgrade oh, to DeMarco Murray, but um, did, you, did you feel that it was maybe Derek Henry's year until that signing? Um, uh, no, I still think it's going to be Derek Henry's year. Uh, okay. And, and here's the reason why I think we're going to pound the rock with Derek Henry for the first two downs. Yeah. But when you hit third down, is there a defence who can cover not one but two elite scats scat backs. Yep. When if Marcus Mariota steps towards the line, your 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 spy's gonna step towards him. Well we'll flip it out to Dion Lewis and he makes thirty yards. Yeah. They they go towards fakes towards Derek Lewis. Marcus makes thirty yards. Yeah. Every defence in the league defecated themselves immediately we picked up Derek Lewis uh, Dion Lewis. 
Yeah, very good. Um, isn't a defense you are going to be able to handle that sort of. That's why the Patriots were so good because Lewis could do it out of the backfield every time. Yeah. Brady doesn't need to be. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very true. Like I say, it's one of to me of uh, seeing that obviously do is one that um, raised my eyebrows a little bit, and obviously Demarco Murray leaving. Obviously, had, there was a bit of a hole there, and I do think. Uh, Provided Lewis stays healthy, because he's had a few injury niggles over the over the years, but um, yeah, no. Provided he stays healthy, I think you've got a great one to You've got a great set of running backs there, and I, I think it's a, a kind of a setup that quite a lot of teams go for now. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan's done it well, did it well with um, the guys in Atlanta, and obviously now he will try and do that in in San Francisco. But I think it's something that the the teams are going to start moving towards that that kind of setup. So I guess from that that standpoint, you you've beaten most of the punch, but obviously not obviously the the front runners in in, in doing that. But obviously. The coaching staff change obviously will help that as well. Uh, Matt LaFleur coming in from, was it the, the Rams? Love that, that. I love that. The moment Rabel was chosen, I thought, oh, all right, we're going to get some young coaches in here who yeah. are going to do the business. Yeah. And they they named Dan um, Dean Pease first, whose last five defences, I think, have all been top ten. Okay, yeah. And he was with the Patriots and the Ravens. So really looking forward to seeing what he does with our defense because we've got some talent. Yeah. We just have to mold it properly. I think um, the old coaching staff was was old and tired. Matt Lafleur coming in that is a brilliant pickup. What a pickup, especially with the talent we have on offense. If we can keep Lewis and Mariota out of the training room, well, I'll be very happy, man. Hmm. I wasn't too unhappy to see Demarco Murray go. Um, it was a strange pickup when we picked him up. We had two great years out of him last year. He was injured, so yeah. you can't say too much. But he's getting on a bit. Time he is. Let him go. Away we go. Yeah, and I said, well, that's that's um, doubled down by the fact that Demarco Murray is struggling to find a, a team at the moment. Obviously, he's been on free agency for for longer than Des Bryant has, which is quite something, I suppose, at this at this stage. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so yeah, let's move. Let's, let's touch on the draft then. Obviously, you've picked up quite a lot of pieces on defense there as well. Rashad Evans, Harold Landry, and uh, Kruik Shank. I know you, you've got a, a thing or two to say about those. I I have to admit, when we traded up for Rashad Evans, who was a player I had pinpointed as as being a game changer um, in the first round, and all of the so-called experts. We're saying that we were going to pick up Harold, Harold, Harold Landry in the first round. Yeah, yeah, remember I that. Thought, well, that's, it's, it's, it's not a bad. He's a one-trick pony right now, but let's let's look at another one-trick pony, Vic Beasley. Yeah. Who who did who was exactly the same as Landry two years on into his career. He's now one of the best defensive linemen in the business. Yeah. Is it is he with uh, the Falcons? Is it anyway? Is it Falcons? Yes. Yeah. Falcons. Yeah. Um, and then, but Rashawn Evans who I know, if he'd still been around a pick later, the Patriots were going to trade up for him because he is exactly what they're looking for. Right. Again, that Patriots connection. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Robinson, Mike Vrabel, um, both have connections to the um, to the Patriots. Yeah. So picking up Evans was a, was a stunning move. He also fills that hole left by Avery Williams as he left in free agency. Harold Landry... I'm glad to see him come. He is there to take over from uh, probably um, Derek Mason um, once Mason's career is over. Mason's probably got two or three years left, yep. which will mean Landry will be coming into his prime. Yeah, perfect. But, okay. mm. 
Then we get into the back end of the draft. Not so sure about that. <laughs> Dane Cruikshank is a reach at best. Uh, we traded with uh, four four teams were involved in that trade to get us up to that position. <laughs> I, I threw stuff at the TV because I didn't rate him at all coming <laughs> out of college. And then the last pick puzzled me greatly until I had, until today, where I sat doing some research on him and found out that he is an insurance policy for Marcus getting hurt. Yeah. Because I don't really like the other option. <laughs> uh, we signed Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, I know. It's off. <laughs> oh, God. The, the, the former Arizona number one. No, I'm joking. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Blaine Gabbert. The man picked first overall by the by the Jaguars. Yeah. And they, they don't have a good... Uh, they don't have any form on picking quarterbacks, do they? No, no. Well, no, quite... Um, yeah, so it's strange, strange draft in the sense that obviously Tennessee only had four, four of the picks. Um, of of the, the trades, trades to get those players yeah. in the positions we did is why we only had four picks. Yeah, yeah, well, I so say yeah, yeah. So you had picks in one, one, two, uh, fifth, and sixth rounds. So yeah. Uh, so uh, as, as an overall grade, what would you would, would you give the Titans draft class if you like? If you can call a, four, a, a group of four people a class. A minus, definitely. Yeah. Um, Mainly for the first two guys, the, the second two guys, anyone taken in the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds, yeah. seventh rounds, are, are always going to be um, either camp bodies or insurance policies for current starters. Yeah. Um, uh, I suppose if I really thought about it, a B plus would be a better grade for it than an A minus, but. Either way, that it's it's very sort of it's close on either one. Yeah, um, but like I say, like John Robinson is a genius, um, and he was my Christmas present three years ago. Um, and to get rid of Rustin Webster was something I prayed. <laughs> I'm not a religious man, but yeah. I prayed to whatever deity would listen. <laughs> to get rid of him, <laughs> and the same deity got the same prayers for Mike Malarkey to leave. Very nice. Very nice. So obviously you mentioned there obviously about the college stuff. Are you quite into the college game then? Do you do you follow that quite a lot? Do you have a, a college team or is it just a general watch out for for the people coming through to the NFL? It's the NFL. I I, I have a, a general. I don't. My boss is an Arkansas um, Razorbacks fan. Okay. Yeah. He's long, and so I, I I always watch out for different Razorbacks coming through. Uh, do Lions fans? You picked up a stunner in Frank. Um, now he's a fantastic center he's going to be one of the best offensive linemen to come out of college in a long time <laughs> you know probably since uh, our pick of um uh taylor lawan okay yeah yeah um but no I, I don't really follow college that closely okay um but it, the, the players that are coming through i do i always keep an eye out on on players who i think i watch a little bit it, it's not that no, i don't watch it at all i just um, I, I keep an eye on the on the guys coming through, mainly from a fantasy team. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, fantasy is a is the be all and end all for me. I'm I, I play in a very high NFL.com league. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That um, is ex champions of different things from the year before, or people who've been there for a long time. Right. Okay. And yeah. They get, some, they get some guests in it, and every now and again, it's quite an interesting league to be in. Yeah, I must say, uh, obviously, uh, being a big fantasy player myself, 
player myself as well, and I commission a few leagues. Um, I'm doing my first dynasty league this year. Do you have any particular formats that you you like the most, or is there anything in particular in fantasy that you 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 wish would go away or you like? Um, there's an American podcast I listen to called um, The Fantasy Footballers. Yeah, yeah, very. I know. Well, I listened to two of those episodes today. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of their of of, of um, Andy, Mike, and Jason. Yeah, they're very they, good. Uh, they're they're uh, they're nearly as good as you, Tim. Oh, the, please, please give it give yeah. it give it a couple of years. Although I found I listened into one of the shows today. I, I found out obviously they their their fantasy footballers podcast came all about because they did a podcast just for their fantasy league. So yeah, that was, right. so yeah, yeah. Give, give it a couple of years from now, I'll be, I'll be the fourth, I'll be the fourth wheel. Absolutely. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect, sir. <laughs> but they, um, they, they, uh, Jason always says that uh, kickers should go. Yeah. Um, I, I won a league two years ago because of a kicker. So okay. I'm not sure I, I like that one, but yeah, I, I, kickers are a bit superfluous to fantasy. Um, yeah. I, I, and I don't think I don't agree with these two quarterbacks leagues either. I I I've played in a couple. I I didn't I wasn't overly enjoying them. Uh, no, it's a, good though. I, I like them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, two quarter. Just to go back on a couple of points there. Yeah, two quarterback leagues is a weird one because obviously you have to end up drafting three because to cover bye weeks. And then obviously you've got teams that are, you know, like Buffalo this year that are going to be flicking between two and maybe Cleveland and that kind of stuff. And I, yeah, it. it Kind of takes the fun out of it a little bit because you're leaving it to chance that you know you're obviously you do the research you do research and, and go from there. But obviously if you, an injury happens to one of the top ones like you know like an Andrew Luck or or Deshaun Watson, then you're you're kind of a, a for lack of a better word a bit buggered. But um, I, I lost a league this year because I lost Carson Wentz. Yeah. And my backup was um, uh, uh, Tyrod Taylor who got benched. <laughs> Oh no, that's nightmares. Yeah, so, see, that's that's the kind of stuff that the nightmares are made of. But um, yeah. yeah, just on on, on kickers, I, my my league, my league that I uh, one of my favourite leagues that I play, and I I lost in the semi final because I changed my kicker to um, I can't remember the name. Is it maybe Nick Novak? I think for the Chargers, oh, he, right. he scored no points in week fifteen. I think it was. Um, if I'd have kept my previous kicker, if I'd have kept my no, well, I, if I if I'd have changed, if I'd have kept my previous kicker, which I think actually was um, Ryan Suckup, um, I, I would have won. But there we go. I, I, I was a Ryan Suckup fan last year for a little while. Yeah, obviously the best kicker in the league, Ryan Suckup. <laughs> he was very he was very good until he I think he missed one last off the top of my head. I think he, when he missed one, he then missed a couple. I think, but up until yeah. I think about twenty or thirty in, he he was one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and and then just a, a silly missed kicker. I think it was against the Colts, and then he went on a bit of a tear of, of, of not hitting. Yeah. Um, not hitting everything. Yeah, no, but it's a, it's, a, it's very much a, a widely contest, a debated and contested uh, cornerstone of our league to, to debate kickers. I, I did I did a poll for all the guys in the league this year to whether or not they wanted them in or out, but they were they were still voted in. So unfortunately, I've still got to put up with it next season. But um, at some point, they will go. Hope, hopefully sooner rather than later. But there we go. My, my guys have just absolutely not into it. They, they want the, the, the purest form we can get. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. I, I play with a, a, a group of guys who have all been play, watching football for at least 10 years plus. So <laughs> I, I, I play with the, the friends that put this together, actually. Oh, oh no, was that Luke? Yes, it Luke. Yes, yeah, Luke. Yeah, we got, I think we've got him on... Yeah, we've got him on next week to talk, Bears, so um, I'll... Uh, no doubt bring fancy up with him as well because he's joined one of my I think he's joined my dynasty league that I've started this year as well so cool he plays 
Arsenal are going to sleep as well. Does he? Yeah, no, I think yeah, I think he did mention that he played in another couple of leagues that were quite um, were quite competitive. So yeah, that's what it's all about. I love I love competitive uh, fantasy yeah. leagues. So it makes makes the game a bit more enjoyable. But the you know you know when you get to a week where you want a, a player to score high on your team, but then they're playing against say they're playing against the Titans, so you don't want him to do too well. It's it's a it's a lovely uh, catch twenty two to be in. Somehow to to keep my fantasy and my on a Sunday I very rarely check my team. There's nothing I can do, so why bother? <laughs> I watch the football, yeah, and then the next day is all about sorting out the fantasy and sort of what happened. Yeah, because on that when that when, once kickoff's gone, there's no point in worrying about your fantasy team because there's nothing you can do. <laughs> so I, that's I, very I, true. I check the scores, but that's about all it goes. I don't look. I, I keep an eye on the players I, I know I've got. Yeah. Last year I tried to do eleven leagues and I I got lost. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I did, I, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I did thirteen last year and uh, you, you always find you, you you have half of the players in one team and then they're against you in the other half of the leagues you're in. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> I, I won't I won't be doing thirteen leagues again this season. I'll just be doing a couple, but have the have the quality uh, at a high level rather than the the quantity. Yeah. But, um, I've, I've gone six this year although I've, I've still got one to find yeah, yeah. So we'll see about that cool yeah no I love 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 a bit of fantasy but let's uh, okay so let's talk next season then um, yeah. what what do you what would you what would you consider a success obviously you've had a major overhaul in the backroom staff and the, and the players as well is there anything that you any storylines that you're looking into going into the season at all or you know what, what, what are you expecting from the Titans come 2018 our biggest problem is the lack of wide receiver talent. Yeah. Um, I looked into doing the um, doing some bits for the show. I, I looked into uh, our wide receivers uh, depth chart. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. And, and found six names I've never heard of. <laughs> um, we've still got Rashad Matthews, uh, Corey Davis. Let's see if he can stay fit. Yeah. Tajay Sharp's fit again. Um he, he he's a sort of hot, cold, streaky player. Yeah. And then Taiwan Taylor is the other standout that we've got, and it's not the most talented group in the world. No. Um, I I think that some of Mariota's regression comes more down to um uh not having the greatest uh collection of weapons yep. in the league. Um, although I did look up the free agents to see who was about and found that one is an ex-Titan anyway, Eric Decker, and <laughs> yeah, the other Decker. is Des Bryant, who I would rather went to play for the Texans. Yeah, quite a lot of those wide receivers you named there, I think they're still within their rookie contracts as well, aren't they? So there's still quite a lot of room for well, them to grow and a bit of upside, obviously Rashad Matthews apart. Rashad's getting on a bit. He's now. about fifty years um, old, but he, he's good to have in the locker room with those young guys. Absolutely, yeah, but and 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 Delaney Walker as well. Yeah, the, yeah, Delaney um, again, uh, um, arguably one of the top five tight ends in the league, um, if not one of the top three. I'd say he's, I'd say he's very much one of the unsung heroes, especially in fantasy as well. Quite a lot of people give him disrespect in fantasy, but. I think that translates to on the on the field as well because he's a very sure-handed guy and very been a very reliable uh, stalwart for for the Titans over the last couple of years. 
Sorry about that. Sorry, I missed the question. My, my wife was ringing me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I was just to say, um, Delaney Walker's pretty much an, un, an unsung hero, uh, for both for fantasy and on, on in NFL uh, perspectives. Because yes. you know he's he's sure handed. So, he's 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 always been there. He's always been reliable. He's he's not really missed any games. Um, but he's always, he's been there as a, as a leader of that offense. Yeah, um, uh, Delaney. Uh, uh, he, he came out and said, I think it was a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, he thought he was the best tight end in the league. And I'm not sure, I think Gronk and um, Travis Kelsey would have something to say about that. Yeah. But I, I think he is the next one up um, of, of those tight ends because Jordan Reed, you just couldn't bank on him being fit every yeah. week. No. <laughs> I, think, I, think he, I, think his, I think his time's kind of gone now. See, yeah, uh, they reckon he's fit again, but how long for? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's been he's been out he's been out of the game a fair while. It's part yeah. part part of the reason why I'm a bit scared about Andrew Luck, to be honest. Um, Andrew Luck still hasn't thrown a football, and this is um, month eighteen. Yeah, that he's not thrown a football for. So um, he if he's not fit for the start of training camp. You won't see the Andrew look we've seen of, and the poor Colts fans are going to suffer yet another year yeah. of losing, um, even without Pagano. Yeah. You can't blame him this year. <laughs> no, no, quite. Um, yeah, I mean, I think obviously with the Titans, the way, you know, obviously you'll be good to get your opinion, but I think, like you said earlier in the podcast, I think they'll be, they'll be more of a run first centric team um, to help keep those guys on. On offense, uh, the wide receiver, you know, a bit more, a bit, a bit fresh, especially Delaney Walker to Rashad Matthews as well. But I think, I think they will be a ground and pound team. And obviously, now that they've got the defense there a little bit as well, they can kind of grind it out a little bit, similar to how the Jags do it. Yeah, um, I, our our running game, we've the, the Jags have their two running backs, the um, uh, Chris Ivory, the other one, I believe, um, and uh, Leonard Fournette, who's a stunningly good player, and I. I not looking forward to playing the Jags this year, especially with their defense and that uh, that running game they've got. However, our secondary will love it because we'll come up with at least two or three picks every game. Yeah. So that's uh, and and then and that and then of course they've got their that wonderful quarterback. Um, <laughs> who will, I, I, I I just can't bring myself to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so we'll move on. So um, okay. what have we got here? Let's, uh, where are we? So. Yeah. Yeah, obviously I mentioned. Obviously, I know you disagreed about the AFC South uh, being slightly weaker than last year. Obviously, it's going to be a really competitive division this year, though. Everyone, everyone being healthy. Um, if um, only the Colts, the Colts are going to struggle even if they have a fit and fully functioning Andrew Luck. Yeah, they haven't got the talent. No. Uh, that again, new coaches like us. Um, I think both of us will struggle. Um, again, especially against a fully fit Texans team, that um, their defense is just one of the best in the league. There's only Minnesota and maybe um, the Rams who are going to have better defenses this year than the Texans. Um, you, you've got to love players like Clowney and Merciless, yeah. who are just stunningly good players. Yeah, um, and they've got the secondaries to back it up as well, yeah. unlike us. Uh, and the Colts defense is holier than hope. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be a competitive division. 
Um, I don't think it'll be. We're, we're not going to be the laughing stock we've been the last few years. Yeah. Especially now the Jags have, have, have ramped up their defense. Um, Coughlin's going to be is going to work wonders there during this off season. So they'll 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 come in ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, the Texans are a, a great team anyway. Only if they have uh, Deshaun Watson the quarterback. And um, well, and then there's us. Uh, we are the third wheel in that t- in that division right now. Yeah. But um, that, we're we're a, we're still a couple of players away from being uh, a, 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 a proper playoff ready team. Yeah, and I think it's it's quite interesting the AFC from a, the perspective of obviously you've got New England's are seeing you know kind of in the twilight I suppose of of their dynasty um, that they've they've got there, but. All the other AFC teams are kind of jostling to be kind of the next team, so it's quite interesting to see which ones will come out of the pack. Um, in the AFC, I like the the Chiefs are looking really good. I think Mahomes will be a, is a definite upgrade to uh, Alex Smith. Yeah. Um, I, uh, the, the Raiders are starting to pull it together, although I think they've made a massive mistake in probably the one of the worst coaches um, ever to have coached in the NFL. He, He's even worse than Fisher, so sorry, <laughs> Raiders, you've got 10 years of hurt there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Broncos are starting to look good. Let's see if Case Keenum can do what he did last year for them. Yeah. Uh, especially as he's got a definite upgrade in weaponry. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Could be could be uh, a sneaky good team next season, the Broncos. Uh, yeah, the only thing they're missing is, is their, their, their biggest weakness is in the running game. So we're, we're, time will tell on that one, I think. But their defense, their 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 draft was brilliant on the defense, yeah. and they they tried to plug a hole in their offensive line as well. So yeah, the the, the Broncos should be a good team. Chargers are going to be a great team. Yeah, I love the Chargers uh, this year. It, it, it's all AFC West. Yeah, uh, teams. AFC. Really. Yeah, AFC West would be quite good this year. I, I really fancy the Chargers myself, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, it'd be just quite interesting to see over the next couple of years how it kind of plays out and, and kind of because yeah. obviously the, the, the Patriots aren't going to be there forever, so someone else is going to well, take the baton at some point. Every time the Patriots change their defensive coordinator, they miss the playoffs. Oh, really? There you go. There's a set for you. Point out. Yeah, yeah, very good. All um, right. I, I, I believe they might have they might have done it once or twice, maybe over the over the time over over the ten decades they've been great. Yeah. However. I'm pretty certain. Um, I didn't. I didn't quite go and check all the years, but yeah, when they ever change their defensive coordinator, um, they they struggle the next year. So, it's just a shame they're playing a poor AFC East, though. Yeah. But, well, I I don't count out the the Bills this year. I, I think they're going to be quite a good uh, a good team, um, especially now they've upgraded their quarterback. Um, I, I, I still like the Dolphins. I'm not overly keen on Tannehill, but if he plays up to to, talk, to if he plays up to how he's supposed to play, I think Adam Gates is an amazingly good coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, that one comes down to coaching. Yeah. Um, the Jets are still the Jets. Yeah. No, I totally see. I, I I disagree with the Bills, but I think they're in total rebuild mode. But no, I think the Dolphins would be the ones to. Well, I say challenge, but. They'll, they'll be fighting for another wild a wild cards uh, yeah. to get ticket next season. But uh, yeah. let's move on. So we're gonna play we're gonna play a little game, Paul. Um, I know you don't know what's really coming here, but it's just uh, I've got I'm comparing Mariota and some different metrics, and you've got to guess who who performed better in that metric. So for instance, okay. if I said to you who who 
Three more touchdown passes last season. Uh, Marcus Mariota or Joe Flacco, who would you guess? I would say Joe Flacco. That he would be correct. Have you done? Have you done? Have you uh, beat me to the punch and looked up all these stats? So you, you kind of got it. Uh, you got all these stats in front of you. No, unfortunately, I don't need them in front of me. Oh, okay. I have, uh, my memory is great for two things: stat, NFL stats and records. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. Records. All right. So um, let's let's we we we. No, go on. Sorry. I could just pull stuff out of the ether. Very um, nice. I, I, I'm quite good at it. So. <laughs> All right. So, no, that's why we keep going. So, okay, touchdown passes. We'll stay with that metric. Mariota or Deshaun Kaiser? Um, I would have said Mariota. Correct. Two from two. Hang on, let me just give you two ticks. There's five to go through. So, okay. uh, Marcus Mariota or Trevor Simeon? That's an interesting one. Simeon didn't play all year, so we're going to go with Mariota. Correct, but he won by one. One touchdown. <laughs> I'm, obviously, <laughs> I'm obviously taking... I think, obviously, Mariota obviously rushes for some touchdowns anyway, but it's just quite interesting to see where... The throwing the throwing side of things, where he kind of he, he does. So, got two more to go. So, Marcus Mariota, touchdown passes, or t- uh, Tyrod Taylor? Ooh, Tyrod Taylor, I would have thought. Yeah, that was also close. To, but that was only by one as well. And for the full house, close. yeah, no, these are all, these are all quite close. It's um, no no easy questions on the podcast. No easy questions. <laughs> uh, so the the final one, Marcus Mariota or Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Marcus Mariota. <laughs> no, it's Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Yeah. He only played in five games. Yeah, sixteen. He had sixteen touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers and uh, Mariota had thirteen on the season. Oh man. Oh well, I didn't go five for five. No, but... very. I thought I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna get there. I thought you were gonna get there. Yeah. All right, we'll do we'll we'll do a couple of um, others uh, interceptions. Uh, Marcus Mariota or Jay Cutler? Mariota. Correct. Oh, I thought I was, I thought that was going to be a cut all day. Uh, Marcus Mariota or Cam Newton? Ooh. Ah, now that's an interesting one. Um, ooh, probably Marcus. No, Cam Newton. Wow, really? Yeah, just by the one. These are all, these are say these are all very. I'm not surprised if you get any of these wrong because these are literally one or two out. So I'm just being very mean. Um, Marcus Mariota or Ben Roethlisberger? Ah, uh, now that. Oh, now Ben threw some silly interceptions this year. I, I'm, I'm, I, the Steelers are my least favorite team, and I, I, I <laughs> anyone who plays in silver and black is. Is dead to me. So <laughs> I'm going to go with Marcus. He did, yes. Mar- Mar- Marcus Mariota had 15. Uh, ben Roethlisberger had 14. But if you think about it, Ma- Ben Roethlisberger was quite. He had that five pick game against the Jaguars. So, yeah. considering take that out of the equation, he actually had quite a good season, I, I guess. But um, he, he, he did. I, I, I'm very harsh on the on the Steelers players, although at least two of them are great players. And uh, actually, there's a third I've got a lot of respect for, Ryan Shazier. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. What he's going through. Um, and, and that. So. Yeah. All right. Last one. Last one on the interception metric. Uh, Marcus Mariota or Dak Prescott? Oh, that was Marcus. Yeah, that is correct. That's easy one. Yeah. So was that another? Was that three out of four? Yeah. Doing very well. Very well. Okay. I'll do. I'll do. I'll do a couple of the last one. It's passing yards. So who threw for more passing yards? If you got uh, Marcus Mariota or Andy Dalton? Oh, I would say Andy Dalton. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Marcus Mariota or Josh McCown? Oh, 
<laughs> the old man. Oh dear. Um, oh. Um, do you know what? I'm going to go Josh McCown. No, it's Marcus Mario. Oh. <laughs> and then last uh, last one, uh, Jacoby Brissett or Marcus Mariota? Oh, it's got to be Marcus. Yeah, correct. By about 140-odd. But there we go. Yeah. Very good. So, yeah, it's, it's always I like doing those because it always just kind of pitches, it shows you where they're kind of pitched around. And I was quite surprised when I was doing it, Mariota, to be that low down. But, again, he gets quite a lot of stuff from the running game. Yeah. yeah. So and, and he's. Um, I, I think we'll see a, a a step forward a little from Marcus. Yeah. If the wide receivers can step up, um, uh, because of Lafleur, um, definitely he'll he'll get the best out of Marcus. I think. Yeah. No, I agree. I, th- I think because the backups aren't that great. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I, th- I certainly think they're a team. Although they went to the playoffs last season, they're certainly a team. The team going in the right direction, and obviously now they yeah. hopefully they've got the staff there to to kind of bear the fruits of, of all that the, the talent that they've got there. So yeah. Okay, so stepping away from the Titans just a little bit. Do you have any any? Obviously, you've mentioned some players there part in the in the past that you like Warren Moon. Uh, are there any other players in other teams, past or present, that you like watching, or you you, you kind of have a soft spot spot for that you would like on the on the Titans? Well, players I liked I liked watching were ex-Oilers like um, Hill and Gibbons, who were possibly the second greatest uh, um, wide receiver tandem ever. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? The mind's gone blank. <laughs> seconds here. Walter Payton. Um, uh, I absolutely adore, I love the running game, so you're going to see a lot of running backs here. Emmett Smith was another one who was a legend. Yep. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a historical nut, and I've seen a lot of game film from games from the 60, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Fair enough. So you, you, you've got players uh, like Jim Brown yeah. and uh, Gail Sayers yeah. um, were absolute legends. Um, and, and of course, the, the only stealer you're ever going to hear me say anything really nice about, Franco Harris. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you? You, you said that you watch all the old game film. Is there anywhere in particular you get that from, or is it just uh, something that you have? NFL films. Oh, okay. Uh, they have they have the most amazing um, back catalogue of stuff, and as long as you can find the right websites, you can either stream them or uh, rent them or however. Yeah. I, I've got a lot on. I, I, I've got a lot on um, DVD that have been burned over the years. Okay. Um, I've got a complete Super Bowl collection like that. Very nice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm a, a bit of a historian when it comes to the game. Nice. I, my favourite coach is Vince Lombardi, so... Okay, yeah, yeah. That tells you. <laughs> it tells you what you need to know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so if you could have if you could have any current player on your team, who would it be? I deliberated over this long and hard, and I came up with... And it's all wide receivers, and I came up with three. So you're not, you're not, you're not going to go for Brock Osweiler, then? No. No, no. <laughs> 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 We've got Osweiler 2.0. That's Luke Falk. <laughs> six foot four of him, and you know, 215 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, Antonio Brown, uh, Jarvis Landry, or Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. You know, they're all wide receivers because that's what we need. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Not, not not a bad three to choose from. Although I do question Jarvis Landry in Cleveland how long how long he will last there. But that's for that's probably for another show. Um, it's a, it's a, 
will tell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh well, we won't, we won't get into that one. But I don't, I don't think he'll be there very long. I don't think. But it depends if, there, if if there's a bit of he's on a whopper contract. But um, how 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 his agent got him that he, he deserves a medal. But um, Paul, just before you go, we'll, we'll get you out on this one. If uh, NFL or American football disbanded tomorrow, what would you end up doing on a Sunday? Not arguing with my wife. No. How badly or how well the Vikings have been playing? Oh yeah, because you see, yeah, you see, your wife was a was a Vikings fan, so you've got a Vikings, a Titans, and a, a Dolphins in the household. Uh, and my my stepson, I've got I've got another stepson who's sixteen who um, is a uh, Lions fan as well. So it's, uh, that, that, bit, that's a fun one when they play. Yeah, I was gonna say I bet it's fun on a Sunday evening when uh, two of those play. Oh God, yes, and opening day is going to be fun this year. Oh, yeah. My six-year-old wants to sit and watch the game. Unfortunately, the first game we play is against the Dolphins. At the Dolphins, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we can we can quickly go through their schedules if you like and have, have a little look. Obviously, um, you got uh, at Dolphins, home to Texans, at Jaguars, um, Eagles, at Bills, Ravens, and at Chargers. Quite a, quite a tough opening sketch there yeah, before the bye week in week eight. Um, yeah, I I looking at that, I think. Um, Dependent on who's the quarterback at the Texans will de- will define um, that game. Yep. The Dolphins, I don't think, are going to be up to us. No. Um, Jaguars, we seem to have their number. Yeah. We're their bogey team. Yeah. So, um, and I, I, rather controversially, I think the Eagles are going to suffer the worst Super Bowl hangover since the Panthers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah, they terrible second season. I think that that would probably that that players through free agency. Yeah, they've, they've been quite cha- yeah quite interchangeable on on, on defense there. Um, but also, I think it was centered around whether or not Carson Wentz is how how fit and well he is. Well, Wentz is already throwing footballs, I believe. Yeah. Um, so with um, and I, I I watched a little bit of um, uh, the camp stuff and thought, ooh, Wentz is looking all right, but. I think they needed that running back tandem of Ajay and um, uh, Corey Clement. Blunt. Oh, Blunt, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't think the unsigned rookie they had, whose name just left me. Uh, is, Corey is Clement. Hmm? Corey Clement. That's the one, yeah. yeah. I don't. He, he, he was a great bit part player last year. And he's a great third down back, but he's not the one-two punch that Blunt and Ajay were. Ajay can't do it on his own. He's not good enough. No, no. I hate saying that against about a Brit, but yeah. it's true. Yeah, he, 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 I found that that big run he did against Dallas last season, he didn't know from funny. His, his legs seem to be a bit misshapen or a bit bowed or something, but he uh, doesn't doesn't run like a like a proper athlete. That uh, might have been just the angle I was looking at, but it just didn't, didn't look right. But... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think he plays with enough heart. No, no, no. I've, I've been watching a long time. I've seen a lot of good and a lot of terrible running backs. And he's just somewhere... He's not as good as everyone thinks he is. I, and, um, I, I, I really do. Whenever anyone asks me about him on fantasy, I say, leave him alone. Yeah. He's not worth it. No. Um, Unfortunately, I got, I got a bit stung last year because I was all in. They will definitely miss Blunt's touchdowns. Hmm. Yeah, quite interesting when they let him go. Yeah, he, he obviously running back because it's won two straight Super Bowls with two different teams, which is uh, yeah. which is quite unusual. Unusual occurrence in the NFL. But um, he's not. He's not 
He's not going to three-peat because there's no way the Lions are going to No, 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 no. Well, <laughs> I, I would say crazier things have happened, but I'm not sure the Lions winning the Super Bowl would be, uh, would they'd probably be, the, the apocalypse would be en route, I'd have thought. Uh, yes, I, I think we'd be hearing that REM classic. Yeah, yeah. The world as we know it. Yeah, absolutely. Paul, thanks so much for coming on. I really enjoyed uh, talking to Titans there. And uh, we'll say we'll keep in touch. And uh, all, all the best. Thank you very much. Paul Stacey there, talking Tennessee Titans. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, if you, Once again, if you want to come onto the show and talk about your team, yes, I am talking to you, the person listening. If we haven't covered your team yet, you want to come on and talk about your team, get in touch with the show at Full 10 Yards is our social media handle, full10yards at gmail.com. Don't forget that we also have uh, coming up uh, Sam Bloomfield, the Manchester Titans quarterback who I had the pleasure of watching uh, on, on Sunday against the East Coast by Pirates. will be another podcast that should be up uh, maybe tomorrow, I think now. Um, so look forward to that one. So if you were expecting, I was going to put that into this this podcast, but as they both of the interviews were actually quite long, I didn't want to have a two hour episode there for, for you to listen to. So I'm going to break that up into two. So watch out for that. That should be along with you tomorrow. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. You know, if there's any other guys that are listening that, that play in Britball, you know, if you play for the East Kill Bly Pirates or you play for Edinburgh Wolves or Tama Phoenix, and you, you want to come and talk about your team as well and how you, you prepare. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. So get in touch with the show. But that is going to do it for this episode of the 14 Yards Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll speak to you again soon. So in the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. for listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10 yards or email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com